Hello and welcome to We Read This Last Night, a show where we talk about stuff that we only have surface level knowledge on, but we essentially just read about it last night. And today we're going to talk about a dynasty that has ruled India not before independence, but after it had become a fully fledged democratic country. The family we're going to talk about is the Nehru Gandhi family. Do you fuck with the Nehru Gandhi family? Uh, <laughs> I do not, in fact, fuck with the Nehru Gandhi dynasty. <laughs> okay, but did you know that a member of the Nehru Gandhi family has been in the position of prime minister for exactly half of post-independence India? That's so fucked. That's fucking insane, and it's true. Like India has been independent for seventy-four years, and there has been a member of that family. in the office for 37 years that's so weird it's like if the bushes ruled america for like 120 years or something fuck no i don't know what would happen but they would definitely invade every country on earth by then i mean that's what the british did and then they didn't need a single dynasty ruling <laughs> over you know yeah anyway starting with a bit of background um the nehru gandhis are a family of politicians who have been at the center of indian politics for more than the last 100 years or almost the last 100 years so anyway it started the family started with this one dude who was in kashmir and he's like hey you know let me move downwards because that's where the mughals are so he moved to delhi and his surname was something else like call or something but then this guy buys this house near a canal and it's called a nehru and i don't know urdu or something so they're like hey let's call this guy nehru and that's how the nehru started yeah but um the first uh the first nehru who was prominently involved in indian politics was probably motilal nehru who was that's... jawaharlal nehru's father motilal is such a funny name yeah and he he's such a fucking weird man <laughs> he's such a fucking bastard like uh <laughs> do you know that Jawaharlal Nehru is born exactly nine months after Valentine's Day. No, <laughs> he's born on fourteenth of November, which is Children's Day, and uh, November is the eleventh month, and February fourteenth is Valentine's Day, and obviously February is the second month. Bye, fuck off. Maybe November may born well, but anyway, I don't know much about Motilal Nehru. The only thing of significance is that he died at age sixty-nine, which just shows how big of a turkey he was. but yeah. another significant thing he might have done was written the nehru report so basically what happened is you know the simon commission right like simon go back and shit yeah yeah so the, the simon commission what what the first cancel culture movement <laughs> but yeah anyway there was this thing called the simon commission which was like a commission i don't know they were like making decisions for india but the only problem was that it didn't have any indians and only white british men that was that was a slight uh, issue with it yeah anyway so motilal went you know what you guys have your simon commission fuck you i'm going to make my nehru commission and he did make the nehru commission <laughs> yeah and he wrote this thing called the nehru report which is like a prototype of the indian constitution so good for you motilal but then he accidentally fucked up and it was biased towards muslims so the muslim league got pissed so you know you can't have everything biased towards them or like against them 
I don't know, it had something about Muslim representation, I'm not sure. But that's when the whole issue started and eventually it culminated in, you know, obviously India-Pakistan. I mean, the Nehru's and Muslims, like, the Nehru's and Islam is a very controversial topic because apparently uh, the first Nehru was actually a Muslim man changed during, like, who changed his last name during the revolt of 1857, apparently. Like, these are all conspiracy theories. And, like, yeah, he changed it to Nehru, which is a Hindu last name, because... Um, That's not uh, true. I just told you it's because he lived next to a Nala. <laughs> yeah, but, like, um, recently, uh, in, like, a couple of years back, uh, there was this change in Jawaharlal Nehru's Wikipedia page from a government uh, IP address which said that his grandfather was a Muslim and that was like a very controversial thing. Like this is 2015. Anyway, Motilal gave birth to Jawaharlal in like November again. I'm pretty sure Motilal didn't give birth to Jawaharlal. Motilal, Motilal impregnated his wife who gave birth to Jawaharlal. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, Jawaharlal Nehru's legacy, it's very controversial. Like, no one knows what to make of it yet. Yeah, he's such a weird figure. Like, he's such a polarizing figure because obviously he is India's first prime minister and he remained the prime minister for, what, like, 20 years? Yeah, like, almost 20. Like, 17 years, which is still a long fucking period. He was pretty much prime minister until death. Yeah, and uh, that's, like, that shows the difference between Jawaharlal Nehru and, like, George Washington as leaders. Because George Washington was like, fuck off, you guys don't deserve me until he I... He didn't even want a second term. They had to like drag him. And the second term got away. He's like, no more, please. I just want to go home. And then he went home. Yeah. yeah. And then he was like, you guys need to learn how to exist without me. And then Jawaharlal was just like, no, I'm the king. <laughs> yeah, but there are some cool things about him. Like he was an ardent secularist. Uh, he wasn't very religious. He called himself like a Hindu agnostic whatever the fuck that means how can you be a hindu agnostic but whatever he he felt that if india still believed in dogmatic superstitions and religion it would not believe in religion but like you know in an extremist form it would never progress and yeah that is kind of true i guess it still rings true especially now yeah and um much like his father he was also a very (laughs) controversial man you mean Major Tharki? Yeah, um, he apparently <laughs> carved Mountbatten. That's so cool. Yeah. Imagine the guy Britain sent over to rule over your country. So you just do it with his wife instead. You fuck my country for 200 years, I fuck your wife. <laughs> but yeah, there is strong, like, it's not just a conspiracy theory, but there's strong evidence to suggest that he had some sort of a romantic relationship with Edwin or Mountbatten. Like, they would write letters to each other in shirt, which were, like, you know, pretty intense. And, like, Edwina Mountbatten's daughter uh, almost, like, what is the word for it? Confo- yeah, Edwina Mountbatten's daughter almost confirmed it. Uh, so she was just like, yeah, Nehru banged my mom? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and, like, because he was such a, quote-unquote, womanizer, they were... Um... Uh, there were allegations that he did not die of a heart attack. He actually died of AIDS. The dream. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um, 
that conspiracy theory does not have a strong footing because obviously it doesn't have any footing rohit epidemic uh, i mean you never know yeah and nehru nehru was like in the newer wave of politicians right like there were conservatives in the congress and then there were liberals and radicals in the congress and so nehru like jawaharlal nehru was a liberal but motilal nehru was a conservative and they used to clash a lot so i think he's probably one of the first indian men with daddy issues <laughs> you you would say that yeah and also uh, nehru th- this is a random fact but ap- not apparently nehru did have a british accent because his nanny was british he had a beautiful british accent I haven't heard his voice, but do you know what ruined Nehru for me? Like I'd always seen him with the cap, right? So I just assumed he had hair beneath, but he doesn't. Like I saw one photo yeah. of him without the cap, and he's completely bald. And I was so shocked when I saw that. Yeah, yeah, he looks bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, he looks pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, um, the next uh, Kong, one second. Yeah. Anyways, the next head of the uh, Nehru Gandhi dynasty was Indira Gandhi, obviously, who was uh, Jawaharlal Nehru's daughter. First and foremost, obviously, uh, the last name change it changes from Nehru to Gandhi. She marries Firoz Gandhi. She married a fucking gojo. <laughs> She went from like pure like Kashmiri pundit to Maling Gujju. Hey, Maro D Gro. Constitution ki dar chhe. But yeah, she married him. Like there were some objections to it, but then she got away with marrying him. And then yeah, uh, there are allegations that he was Muslim as well, and Nehru just had had them married. Like he officiated the wedding himself. And then he was like, just change your last name to Gandhi. It was Gandhi or something. Maulana Nehru. Change it to Gandhi because Gandhi is a respectable last name. Yeah, who knows? That's not. That's like probably not true because his name was like Gandhi, like G H A N D, which is really Gandhi. funny. But then he changed it to Gandhi because he's like, oh, obviously, like I'll capitalize on Mahatma Gandhi. Mm-hmm. Sell out, sala. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Uh, um, I. When I was a kid, I used to think that Nehru married his daughter to. <laughs> That's so fucked up. But anyway, yeah, Jawaharlal dies, and then Indra doesn't immediately become prime minister because it's Lal Bahadur Shastri for like two years. But then Shastri dies under quote unquote mysterious circumstances, so Indira Gandhi becomes the prime minister. And one thing about her is that she was really fucking powerful, like. Like I don't know, just Indra the first word. The fuck is wrong with you? She was like, <laughs> she was as old as your grandmom. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Look at those hair though. Like she was dyeing her hair before it was cool. Yeah, and she she wanted to make it look natural, so obviously she left a fucking streak. It's so badass though. It looks like she has a fucking raccoon on her head. <laughs> But yeah, the first word that comes to mind when I think Indira Gandhi is matriarch, because I don't know, she was just that powerful, mm-hmm. and yeah, she was she was prime minister for a long fucking time too. Anyway, Indira Gandhi became prime minister after Shastri died by defeating Morarji Desai. 
the sole reason for that being literally no one liked Moraji Desai. Why would they do? Isn't he the guy who said urine is the nectar? He fucking life? drank his own urine. Like he came on, uh, you know, sixty minutes. I think it's CNN, CBS. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he came on that, and he advocated for drinking your own urine. He's like, that's why I lived for like this long. He died at like ninety or something. But I'm pretty sure that's not because he drank his own piss. But anyway, he preached about the, like the benefits of that. And I don't know if he was a viewer to it back then, but they definitely didn't like him. So they were like, "Nah, he in the Rakuba now." And she mm-hmm. became PM, and she was in the office for like a good eleven years. But then this thing happened. So basically, when people think about the emergency, it's it gets very complicated. It's like you know the dissolution of the Soviet Union. It's very messed up and complicated yeah. like yeah, that. Yeah. But yeah, I'll try to simplify it as much as I can. So basically, what happened is there was this salty dude called Raj Narain, whom like Indra defeated during the Lok Sabha elections. Like she was running for her Lok Sabha seat, and this dude got wrecked. And he just wanted to piss her off, so he brought some like very frivolous charge against her in court. He's like, "Isne government machinery use kiya election mein," which was, I mean, I'm not being political, but it's safe to say that it was it was pretty much a bogus charge. And he's like, she used like as a like army people to make her stage or so. I don't know some bullshit like that. And he's like, that's illegal because you know you can't use government resources. Anyway, it was a pretty shitty thing to do. But it wasn't even that big of a deal, you know. That court case got there. But anyway, she appeared before court, and interestingly, she was the first prime minister to ever appear in court for like charges, which was a big deal. And yeah, like this whole trial I thing mean, happened. I mean, I get that it was a big deal, but then, like, there were only two prime ministers before her. One was literally the man who got his independence, and the other one died in like two years. Yeah, but still, think about the head of state appearing in court. That's like everyone would lose their minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone lost their minds back then, and the court found her guilty, and they removed her from her Lok Sabha seat, and like some other government positions. But she still could be prime minister till the end of her term. But then many people were like, "Resign, Carlo, resign, Carlo," because it's a pretty shameful thing to you know get removed like that. But she's like, "Nahi, me resign, nahi karungi," and people started protesting and shit. And there was a lot of unrest and you know anti-government uh, protests and stuff. So she called up the president and she's like, "Emergency, uh, proclaim Kardo," which is emergency is basically uh, a state in which all civil liberties are dismissed. There is no freedom of press, or I don't think there's freedom of speech. So basically, everything which makes a democracy a democracy is curtailed. Anyway, coming to the actual state of emergency. It was a horrible, horrible period that most of us don't really talk about, but a lot of excesses were committed. First of all, multiple opposition leaders were jailed, and even though you could say they were like BJP people, <laughs> but it's still a bad thing to do. Don't jail your opposition, and uh, there was a lot of things, and this is where comes probably my favorite member of the our favorite member of the Nehru Gandhi. Ah, uh, yeah, both of ours. Yeah. The draconian prince of the Indian emergency, Sanjay Gandhi. <laughs> He's the best. He's literally the best politician to have ever lived, ever. Yeah, that's. I want him to be the president of the entire world. It's not even arguable. He he's a child, but yeah, this is where he comes in. He was the eldest son of Indra. She had two kids, uh, Sanjay and Rajiv, and he was the eldest. And he was widely assumed to be her heir. Like after she died, he was going to be prime minister one day. Anyway, Sanjay had a number of pointers he wanted to address during the emergency, 
and one of them, and not the least of them, was Nas Bandi. <laughs> yeah, so basically, Sanjay Gandhi, this absolute child of a man, he ran a mass Nas Bandi campaign, and it was um, he was good at coercing people. Uh, which actually implies that he would pick them out of their houses, <laughs> strap them to a bed, and forcefully perform Nasbandis on them. He is amazing. I love him. Nasbandi is a vasectomy, uh, if you don't know. It's like, uh, it's done to males, so they're unable to have kids after that. Like, they're sterile, yeah, ba- basically. Basically, you just, like, tie their vast deferent so the sperm don't shoot out. Yeah. And yes. we've glorified Sanjay Gandhi all this while, and rightfully so, but there were obviously a lot of problems with that. Like, there are some horrible, horrible stories concerning uh, the Nas Bandi campaign. Firstly, there's a story about the cobbler dude. So they picked him up uh, from, I don't know, wherever he was cobbling, and they put him in the jeep, like the police people, and then they were driving him. And on the way to the sterilization center, they found this completely random dude on this bicycle, and they're like, hey, you did Nasbandi, kya? and he's like, no, 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 and they're like, okay, saath mein aafir. like this random fucking guy, they took him along for the ride as well, and they got him sterilized too, and uh, this other guy, he was a peasant, and like, unrelated story, and uh, they're like, you did Nasbandi, and he's like, yes, I did Nasbandi, and they beat the fuck out of him, and they did Nasbandi on him again, and he died because of that. Chad. Shut the fuck up, that's just sad. Didn't uh, didn't Ram Rahim also just perform fucking castrations on people? I think he piled their foreskins into like I don't know. Uh, 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 yeah, just, I I think just... so. I'm pretty sure he had like a secret foreskin chamber. <laughs> let's just talk about the Gandhi dynasty. <laughs> oh, this this one more thing. This might interest you. It was because it happened in Muzaffarnagar. Yeah. <laughs> like they caught a bunch of people for like you know, voluntary nasbandi, and they mm-hmm. took them to the police station. And like Muzaffar residents got pissed and rightfully so. And mm-hmm. they surrounded the police station and they were like, Nikalo, Nikalo, Nasbandi. And the police just fucking fired at them and like 30 people died. Average chain Muzaffar Nagar, dude. Like, like, okay, you're supposed to do population control, but it's not to the extent. Pe nahi. Bro, like Muzaffar Nagar, in Muzaffar Nagar, the, uh, the police station is like right next to the railway track kind of thing. Like, police station is there and then it has the whole barrier kind of thing you know uh, the barrier at the uh, railway track so that a car does not go on the tracks while a train is passing yes it's right next to that and as a kid i always feared that what if someone breaks out of jail and just fucking hops onto a train and runs away that is actually a pretty legitimate concern yeah and that's the kind of thoughts you have in Muzaffarnagar. I wouldn't know. I, I do know. Wala. <laughs> Fuck off, Gujju Rajasthani. <laughs> yeah, so even if you put the whole Nasbandi thing aside, there were still some weird fucking things Sanjay Gandhi did. Like, this one time, uh, there was a Congress rally, and Kishore Kumar was there, the famous Indian singer guy. And mm-hmm. Sanjay Gandhi is like, uh, Kishore Bhaiya, can you sing a song for the Congress rally in support of it? And he's like, fuck, no, I'm not going to be political. And Sanjay Gandhi got so pissed. This is so salty. Like, this is such petty behavior. He went to the All India Radio Broadcasting, whatever, and he's like, Aaj se Kishore Kumar ke gaane mat play karna. and then they didn't play Kishore Kumar. 
until like the emergency was over i think that's so petty look look that's extremely petty but think about it if you lived in a country where apart from 2 years the only people who had ruled the country were your mom and your granddad wouldn't you do the same thing <laughs> holy shit yeah that makes sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um i think one of the most interesting parts of sanjay gandhi's like life was his death yeah definitely um, so basically sanjay gandhi was average uh, aerodynamics enjoyer <laughs> he was an amateur pilot and this one day a new plane came in and he was like i really want to fly it so he took his uh, teacher along he was like let's go fly it he wasn't and just like i really want to fly it like he was he was like a fucking child he was so excited he couldn't wait and then his mom was like beta like aaj mat jao like so jao aaj kal jana but he's like mujhe aaj jana hai and then he, she convinced him to go in the morning he was literally yeah. like a child <laughs> yeah and he went in the morning and so uh, even rajiv gandhi who was sanjay gandhi's younger brother he was an amateur pilot as well and so he had advised sanjay gandhi that never wear kolapuri chappals while flying uh, an aeroplane because the pressure in the cabin makes it weird to fly with kolapuri chappals but can you guess what he did on the day he died he wore the kolapuri chappals yes he did and so like it was it was very close to the gandhi home like his plane crashed because this asshole wanted to do stunts he was in like fucking backflips in the air and shit like he was flying on ground i bro it must have sucked to be his partner like yeah she's just like mat kar mat kaise ah ye dekho ye dekho does more backflips and i don't know just <laughs> the most glorious fucking death i ever no one has gone out like him yeah. but there's a conspiracy surrounding it Oh that has that has mom had him murdered yeah so average felicide enjoyer yeah basically um sanjay gandhi was uh, indra gandhi's first son and obviously he would he was the heir to the uh, gandhi dynasty but then uh, the emergency happened and this asshole was just giving fucking nasbandis to random people and he was like taking bribes and shit and so uh, indra gandhi was like ठीक है मैं मिलिट्री वालों से मजदूरी करवाती हूँ बट ये नहीं चलेगा राजीव गांधी and so uh, yeah that's it like apparently indra gandhi had him killed because he was too unstable for indian politics but is anyone truly too unstable for indian politics yeah i don't really know the answer to that question but anyway yeah there's a story where um she came uh, to visit him like after no visit him he was like fucking dead obviously but like the hospital or something apparently this is pretty sad though it, it took him like it took them 4 hours to stitch up sanjay gandhi's body it was that mutilated that's just sad i mean say yeah, whatever that, you want about the man but that that's that fucking sucks about like almost no one deserves to die that way if you give uh, you know forced nasbandis to random strangers yeah I, you can't help but feel bad for him 
But anyway, Indra came and you know, she was obviously like she had balls of steel. Like put that aside. Ovaries she, of steel. Ovaries of steel. But she wanted to act like she didn't really give a fuck about her son dying. So she came in and she's like, Ha kesa chalraha hai, like Bangladesh me sub. Like she just randomly started talking politics. Like she just wanted to show that she wasn't affected at all. But then I guess later she broke down because obviously. Or maybe she did like a fake thing, you know? Like, bachara pacha mar gaya. Like, yeah. like Queen Elizabeth when Diana died, probably. Yeah, or when her husband died. Husband slash cousin. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, Sanjay Gandhi died and before he did, the emergency finally came to an end after like a long time, like 21 months, something like that. That's a lot. That's, that's like almost two years. Imagine living two years with no rights whatsoever. Yeah, uh, my English teacher, she was talking about uh, quarantine and she was like, you people are too young, but like ask your grandparents, they'll relate this time period to the emergency because this is exactly how it used to be. Like you couldn't go out that much. You could only go out for like necessities in the morning and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, that except with no civil liberties and no internet. Yeah, that, that sucks. But anyway, the emergency was finally lifted. And Indra's like, okay, koi baat nahi. let's have fresh elections. And guess what? She she got her ass kicked. She lost like pretty badly because understandably so. Yeah. Yeah. So she lost. And I don't know, there was some random Janta Dal guy who was prime minister. And she remained out of office for a long time, like three years or something. But then Indra Gandhi being the Chad woman that she is, she, she rode an elephant to Bihar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's Bihar. I'm not sure, but yeah. Anyway, she she rode a fucking elephant. Yeah, some... and the the ballsy part isn't riding an elephant. The ballsy part is going to Bihar. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not about the elephant at all. Who said it was? But yeah, she did it. She went to some like poor village of like Dalit community, and uh, yeah, it became like a really famous thing. Like, I think it was on the cover of Time or something, which is pretty cool. All of a sudden, people kind of seemed to forget the horrors of the emergency and they saw her as this you know woman of the masses who wasn't afraid to travel to some of the poorest parts of her country and actually one-on-one interact with her, with her people so that played like a huge role in boosting her profile and she won the elections again and she became the prime minister again which is pretty cool because you know she did that after a huge huge blow to her personality yeah she has a killer pr department <laughs> yeah yeah truly but yeah again she became prime minister and again some fucked up stuff happened like um the whole the whole punjab separators thing happened obviously like there were some people in punjab who wanted a separate state called khalistan khalistan so yeah she became prime minister for a second time but again some weird stuff happened like the whole punjab separatist movement obviously like there were some people in Punjab who wanted their own state called Khalistan. So these separatist militant groups were headed by this dude called Bhindranwale. And at some point, uh, him and his like, people, they took refuge inside the walls of the Golden Temple. And that's where perhaps the most controversial part of Indira Gandhi's prime ministership happened. Equally as controversial as the emergency, maybe, or even more. Where she did this thing called Operation Blue Star, where she basically basically commanded the Indian army to storm 
the gates of the golden temple in amritsar which is a huge huge violation of sikh uh sentiments by the way like i cannot overstate how big it is like yeah. so you cannot carry weapons and stuff inside and she brought the fucking army in and yeah, anyway they captured this dude and killed him but uh immediately sikh riots broke out they were really pissed and that eventually culminated in as we all know her assassination yeah her, even like the actual act of her assassination is very weird because like uh so she was going past these two guards and one of them reached for his gun but she thought he yeah. he's like doing namaste and so she did namaste and then he pulls out his gun and she's like bhai ye kya kar raha hai and then that's just sad like it's okay it's slightly funny but it's mostly sad it's like uh, you know how uh, like when you're in a crowded place you think someone might be waving to you but they're actually waving to someone behind you and it's embarrassing yeah. it's, it's not bad. as embarrassing as that but it's bad yeah. except they stab you <laughs> Yeah, maybe. But yeah, she thought this guy was namasteing her, but he pulls out a gun and shoots her, and then she falls down. And the second dude comes, and he has like cold feet, like he hesitates a bit. But the first guy is like, "Kya kar raha hai, bhai?" And then he's like, "Okay." And then he shoots like thirty rounds of bullets into her body. I don't even think they shot Osama that much. Yeah, no, they've shot him like two, three times max. Yeah. Anyways. With the death of Indira Gandhi, we come to the last prominent member of the Gandhi family, who was Rajiv Gandhi. I mean, like other members are prominent, but like no one really cares about them. They haven't held political, prominent political positions, so as to say. Uh huh. Yeah, Rajiv Gandhi, who was Indira Gandhi's uh, youngest son. I mean, youngest son, whatever. So, um, Indira Gandhi dies, and Sanjay Gandhi obviously died. and so rajiv gandhi uh, is forced to come into politics even though all he wanted to do was just chill and he he became prime minister pretty much as soon as he came into politics probably because he had sympathy votes because his mom died yeah fun fact uh, the election after indra died the congress got the most seats it has ever gotten in indian history because i don't know people were just so sad about indra dying yeah because like because of her death she might be seen as a martyr you know and so that's the thing with the gandhi family like many people compare uh, the gandhis with the kennedys and that is like very that's a very spot on comparison because it's like you know the whole uh, sadness about dying yeah, young and yeah. you know they were both rich as fuck as well I'm and they were young the... like rahul Ga- Ra- fuck rahul gandhi uh and they were young like rajiv gandhi was the youngest indian prime minister ever and so was kennedy so yeah, yeah and that's why robert kennedy was actually you know becoming relevant politically because his brother died yeah yeah there's a lot of uh parallels yeah anyways so um rajiv gandhi becomes prime minister and even his tenure was very controversial and i don't think that's very surprising anyway the thing about him is that uh, he came as sort of a betrayal to the indian public because they were like okay he's not a joke off like his brother he's a nice honest clean politician with a good reputation but then he basically fucked that up with a number of scandals the 
like the most prominent of which is the Beaufort scandal, which I won't get into it because it's boring as fuck. But basically, there was a Swedish uh, arms manufacturing company, and they bribed uh, Rajiv Gandhi to give them this contract, and then they got it, and some Swedish guy uh, spilled the beans, and it became a very big issue. That and a number of other things, which damaged his reputation considerably. And he lost the election again, like his mom. And then uh, he was in the opposition now, and then he started campaigning again. Also, yeah, a lot of people know that Rajiv Gandhi was assassinated, obviously. But there were previous attempts in his life as well. Like this one time, he almost got shot as he was visiting uh, Rajgarh, like Mahatma Gandhi's memorial or whatever. But this other time, <laughs> he was in Sri Lanka, and he was with I don't know the finance minister or something. And, you know, as world leaders often do together, they inspect the National Guard, like the soldiers all lined up and stuff. I don't know why they do that. It's a, it's a very bizarre tradition, but they still do it. It's it's pretty much a dick measuring contest. Like you just show them yeah. that yeah. we have these many. Look people. at how big my dick is. Basically. I yeah. would rather not look at how big your dick is. Anyways, uh, he was inspecting the National Guard with this Sri Lankan guy. And this random Sri Lankan soldier, he just comes and he slaps Rajiv Gandhi with the butt of his rifle. <laughs> like, completely unhinged, out of nowhere. And, like, Rajiv ducked, but it still hit him on the head. And, like, they caught this guy and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? And they brought him before, like, a court martial or for... I think they put him in jail or something. But the wildest fact about all of this is that this dude, he gets out of jail, he gets into politics, he runs for some seat or something. And then he's like, make astrologer who? I know exactly on this date, the Sri Lankan president will die, like some in 2017 or something. And they're like, oh, you're planning to kill another president? And then they capture him and put him in jail again. <laughs> yeah, it's really fucking funny. Yeah, and um, even Rajiv Gandhi's death is related to Sri Lanka. So, um, apparently, I'm talking about it. Don't say it, So, uh, Sri Lanka had this um, Sinhali Buddhist majority and like a Tamil minority. And they were like the Tamils were pretty uh, oppressed because of this. And so they were like, just give us a separate state. And then the whole movement Good. started. South Indians should be oppressed. <laughs> yeah, but then they were Sri Lankans, like Sri Lankan Tamilians. Uh huh. Yeah. So uh, they were like, give us a separate state, basically South Indian Khalistani movement. And uh, Sri Lanka was like, fuck off, dude, we're already such a small country. We're not dividing this tiny island into two. And so they were like, like, give us a separate country or we'll start getting violent. And so they did. And then Rajiv Gandhi sent troops to Sri Lanka. He sent a quote-unquote peacekeeping force to Sri Lanka. Yeah, and why are the peacekeeping troops always the best arm? Yeah, it's it, it's perhaps the greatest irony in history. But he sent these dudes and they started fucking with like, there was this thing called the LTTE, which is like the Liberation Tigers of Tamil, some, some yeah, yeah, those, name like that. Those are the people who are uh, campaigning for a separate Tamil state. Yeah, those are Tamilian separationists. And the peacekeeping troops got into a bit of a row with them. And that seemed to piss them off. 
So like, you know what? We're gonna blow up the very guy who sent you. And they said it was. It's so cool. It's not cool, obviously. A prime minister died, but it was like this whole mission where they they could make a movie out of it. Honestly, they sent like these five, six, like you know, vigilantes. They just send them into Indian territory to blow up like the most powerful man in the country, and they succeeded somehow. I know that he was going to be prime minister, but even in that position, I really don't think he was the most powerful man in the country. Yeah, he just I, looked like I don't know. I seriously don't like a, think that Rajiv Gandhi was the most powerful man in the city that he was in ever. I don't think he was the most powerful man in his household. How about that? Yeah, I mean, he ha- he had Sanjay Gandhi in his family, so obviously not. <laughs> yeah, and then he married Sonia Gandhi. Yeah. She just looked like she dominated the fuck out of him. Kinky. Rajiv Gandhi kind of looks like my dad, and that is very unsettling. <laughs> Doesn't Amit Shah look like your dad? <laughs> yeah, they both do at the same time. That's the most like my my dad's face is like a symbol of uh, inter-party unity because he looks like both. But anyway, yeah. these guys go to blow him up, and uh, Rajiv Gandhi had lost the election before because I don't know Bofors and stuff really fucked his reputation over. But then he was campaigning for re-election, and he was widely expected to win. So he was going around campaigning and at that time he was in Tamil Nadu campaigning and this woman just comes up uh, to, she's like, hey, I want to touch your feet and he's like, sure. And then she goes to touch his feet, but in the process, uh, undoes the belt around her waist, triggering multiple explosives. You mean her deadly fanny pack? (laughs) Yeah, her deadly fanny pack. And yeah, she just blows up like a lot of people died, like she blew up the entire like circle around her and it was fucking gruesome like there were random heads and limbs and stuff found at random places it was very weird but even weirder and somewhat interesting is how these guys were caught so basically there was this dude called hari babu <laughs> with like these people and i don't know what hari babu was doing he was just like standing there taking pictures i don't know why but like he was just a photographer dude just chilling over there and I don't know why he purposely chose to be in the range of the blast. But anyway, he was there and he blew up. And But his camera survived. And they found his camera. And they found pictures of all the suspects in that. And that's how they caught them. Which is like the biggest, like, I don't know, fuck up in history. Yeah, and I think uh, Rajiv Gandhi was awarded Bharat Ratna posthumously. Yeah. So I I guess things worked out for him. <laughs> yeah kind of and also like this wholesome story I don't know how wholesome it is but like one of the females involved the one of the co-conspirators in Rajiv Gandhi's assassination she was in jail and Priyanka Gandhi she's like Rajiv Gandhi's daughter Priyanka Vadra now whatever who cares she went to jail and they had like a bit of a chat and then she forgave her so that's cute and all yeah I mean um I don't know, the relevance of the Gandhi family still remains, but like they don't have the political influence, like in office at least, anymore after the death of Rajiv Gandhi. Like Sonia Gandhi is obviously made fun of by Republic. Uh, Antonio Mayo. Before getting beaten up on the street, um, Rahul Gandhi 
as hot as he might be he's a fucking joke and priyanka he's a daddy gandhi, though he's such a dad yeah and priyanka gandhi is just irrelevant and manika gandhi switched parties and she's against congress and bjp now that is the funniest shit ever <laughs> so um yeah i think indira gandhi would have killed herself if someone told her that her grandson would be called pappu <laughs> man i think she would roll in her grave if she heard one of her speeches like as a alu nikal ke sona milta hai whatever uh, ek side se alu dalunga dusri side se sona niklega <laughs> gujarat ki har mahila ko main ye maza dena chahta hu chand dikh raha hai chand us pe kheti ke liye zameen dunga <laughs> But yeah, basically, in short, Rajiv Gandhi was the last prime minister, at least. Oh, sorry, Rok. But yeah, basically, in short, Rajiv Gandhi was the last prime minister from the Congress Party yet. Yeah. And for understandable reasons, but yeah, he died, and uh, his widow Sonia, she didn't really want to be a part of politics anymore because obviously you come. You come to India, you marry like into the heir of the most powerful family, then boom, your mother-in-law dies, and then your husband dies, and so and yeah. And your that's... son is literally Rahul Gandhi. <laughs> and your son is literally Rahul Gandhi, but yeah, she's like, no, I'm just gonna chill now. Like, I don't want to be a part of politics. But then the Congress party was getting pretty fucked. Like, it had not been in power for a long time, and there were all these factions splitting off, and there was no clear leader. So they were like, Sonia ji, please vapas a jao, Lord Jao Sonia ji. So she became. president of the INC again and under her leadership they won not many people know this but she legitimately had a shot at becoming prime minister so she was the president during uh, the 2004 elections and congress won with like a sound majority and usually obviously it's the president of the party that becomes the prime minister right so she was set to become prime minister and many people expected her to but then a lot of people just got pissed they're like we're not going to let a foreigner like after 300 years of british rule we're not going to let a foreigner rule us again which i don't know how credible her argument is i don't really have an opinion on it like okay she she was a foreign birth but she she literally married your prime minister and your yeah, other I, prime minister was a modern also i can see both sides of that argument yeah see i don't have an opinion on it either but like some people went all out like sushma swaraj uh she died recently she was the external affairs minister But at that time, she said some pretty hardcore shit. She was like, "Uh, if Sonia Gandhi prime minister banegi, so I will adopt the lifestyle of a widow, like how a widow lives in Hindu tradition." She's like, "I will sleep on the floor, and I will forever perpetually wear a white sari, or my puri zindagi bhune chane khaunge." If I was Sonia Gandhi, I would become the prime minister just out of spite, even if I didn't want to be. Just so Sushma Swaraj would have to live like that. Yeah, Sushma Swaraj. Like even recently, like before she died, she's like I had no regrets. Like if if she became prime minister, I would actually do that. But who knows if she actually would? Maybe she would. Yeah. Anyway, what happened is Sonia Gandhi basically declined the position and she stepped back. And that has numerous opinions on it as well. Like they were like, "Arey, kitni must her." Like she stepped back, she declined the position of prime minister of India. But then some people were like, "Oh, you know, it's just a politician stunt to look cooler and look like you have a bigger dick." And she was actually in power. But either way, she basically went, "Hey, you know, yours, yours, my friend Manmohan, and y'all can make him the prime minister instead of me." 
And Manmohan obviously like chill dude. So they were like, okay, we're fine with that. And he became Prime Minister instead of Sonia. Yeah. I think before we end, like we've bashed on the Nehru family a lot. So like let's just end on a positive note, I guess. Let's sure, give us a about, positive note. Let's talk about the letters uh Jawaharlal Nehru wrote in Gandhi from jail. Yeah, those were really wholesome. Like I remember as a child, uh there was this book. I, I don't know what it was exactly called, but it was History of India or something. And it's basically uh, letters Nehru wrote about the history of the entire world to Indra while he was in prison. And it absolutely blew my mind when I read that. He had no reference for this in jail. He wrote it entirely by memory. And it's pretty concise. It's like not just random stuff. It's, it's a pretty comprehensive account of world history. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, they had a pretty good relationship. No matter what your opinion might be of them as individuals they were pretty wholesome together uh-huh so i think with that we come to the end of this podcast so in conclusion don't fly planes wearing kolapuri chappals don't bring the fucking army into the golden temple and don't let random women touch your feet thank you for listening and we'll be back again next week